and I hope today is a beautiful day for you and we are so excited to have you back again. Today we are talking about one of our favorite subjects which is relationships and we're going to be a little more focused today on romantic relationships and partnerships and talking about why are they so hard sometimes? Because it doesn't seem like they should be so hard, but it does seem that they can um, provide an amazing amount of challenges at times. So we want to just talk a little bit about the common challenges that occur in most relationships at some point or another, and maybe take a look at why that is, and maybe how we can avoid some of that from the get-go, out of the gate. And if you find yourself in the middle of them, how can we lean out of them and back into something a little healthier and something that feels a lot better. So please, as you're listening today, reflect. How are you in your relationship? Who are you bringing to it? Do you have consistent rituals and how you check in with each other on how's it going? What common themes do you find are always cropping back up? What is your strategy for dealing with the things that do occur? So as you think through all these things and listen, we hope that you find a few gems here. And as always, enjoy. Welcome back to the Daily Pour, everybody. Welcome. So excited to be here. Yeah. So I really thought today, Danielle, that it would be fun to pour a little bit of uh, solution-focused wisdom into some cups today on, you know, when I ask around to people like, what do you want to hear? What do you, you know, in terms of, you know, what are people struggling with? And everybody always, you know, says, oh, relations. It's always having something to do with relationships mm-hmm. of some sort. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, married or significant other girlfriend, boyfriend, 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 girlfriend, girlfriend type stuff. It could be any relationship right? Just relationships in general tend to come pre-packaged <laughs> with us with a, for free, free yeah. of charge. <laughs> you don't have to pay any extra for it. Uh, um, uh, problems, you know, and everybody's set of special bonus is, is, has its own unique mix based upon the, uh, the players involved, right? Right. So, but there are some really common ones. Like I think if you were to do a poll, which I'm sure there's many, many polls out there on this, what are the common, you know, relationship issues? We're going to probably come up with some, some very top tens, right? Oh yeah. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun today, you know, between, between you and I, maybe to just sort of, you know, free flow on let's, let's pick one of them. Let's maybe talk about five or six of them, see how much, um, we can offer up for people to consider if one of these things is something that you or a friend or somebody you know is going through. Yeah. And just maybe, you know, maybe there's a, a little gem here and there that people go, oh, you know what, I, I didn't think about that. Or, you know what, I kind of do know that. I'm sort of glad I'm going to be reminded about that. Um, so let's, let's just see where this leads today. Yeah, sounds good. Let's do it. So, in my opinion, if I kind of launch into relationships and, and what we want to look at first, I always come back to self. Yes. So relationship with yourself, um, solo, but then also the relationship you have with yourself and how that affects your relationship with someone else. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. And I think a lot of us come into relationships, not fully aware of who we are, who we're bringing, what our bag of shit on our back is that we're (laughs) sharing with our other person Mm -hmm. uh, and what's in there because we've been living with it forever. So we're not so aware of like, like, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? I'm defensive. What do you, what do you mean? I'm messy. What what do you mean? I don't do this or that. Well, you know, because you've been doing this your whole life and And so I think that one of the things that we really need to get clear on before we enter into any sort of reciprocal relationship that's important, that's long-term, that has a lot of time together, uh, is who are we bringing to the party? Well, can I just say something on that real quick too? Um, This 
might not even be something you know. Exactly. <laughs> I have, right? I actually have that as, as in my notes. Like when I was writing about this, I go known or unknown. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which you, you know, when you think about, um, like my parents were high school sweethearts. They met in high school they got married, you know, shortly after they graduated from high school, they moved to California, so on and so forth. And they're divorced. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, a large part of that was getting together so young, you are, you know, I guess for lack of a better phrase, not fully developed when it comes to, um, I don't know, mentally, physically, emotionally, all of the spiritually, whatever it is, right? And so you're still kind of in this process of self-discovery and what you might find, like kind of what they found is that they, instead of growing together, they grew apart and sort of became different people than they were in high school, which is expected, right? But the people they ended up becoming weren't people that they, I guess, if they would have met later in life, I don't think that they would have gotten together and got married, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Because they became different people that weren't aligned with each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's all about yeah. the alignment. And and that's the challenge really in, in um, romantic relationships is I highly advise against, not that there's not success here, but I would highly advise against anybody in their young 20s getting married. Oh, 100%. You are full, you are not fully cooked. <laughs> you are not fully cooked. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, that is, yes. <laughs> because when everybody looks back at who they were when they were 20, oh my uh, God. barely a puppy out of high school. Yeah. And who you are emerging into your 30s. Yeah. It would be, a very rare find unless you were hiding under a rock somewhere and had no growth mm-hmm. that you're not a pretty significantly different person right i 100 percent agree yeah so to me you got you gotta cook you gotta right. cook in your yeah. 20s you gotta you gotta <laughs> go out and do all the things and have all the experiences yep. and kiss all the frogs and yep. discover what you want by figuring out what you don't want exactly and and on multiple um, in multiple areas, right. Uh, you know, when it comes to what did my dad always used to say, um, there's, you have to be in love with someone and connect emotionally, physically. And I forget the third one that he said, um, but he's so right. Like there's different categories that you Mm -hmm. kind of, you have to be in line with each other on, Mm -hmm. otherwise it's just not going to work. And I know that's really, it's, it's, you know, might be hard to hear, especially if you are someone listening that got into a relationship really young, not saying it's not going to work, but um, just be, I guess, mindful of that. And um, it might be something that you want to start talking about with your partner now. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 my husband and I met, I had just turned 30. He was 31 and we got married at 33. And um, I kind of always had that in the back of my mind. I, like, I can't imagine having married my college boyfriend oh my god (laughs) like just no I was a completely different person and I no Mm -hmm. and I I do think think the stigma now for girls with the ex I don't know if the stigma and I think that's the wrong word I don't believe that the expectation in society so much anymore is for women to you know get out of high school and you know go to college to find their man like right. I, you know, that I don't think exists anymore. I think there's yeah. much more space available for go out into the world, you know, right. do what you want to do, find your purpose, go to yeah. college, do whatever it is. And yeah. along the way, eventually, hopefully you'll, you know, you'll find your person, right. but I still think in a lot of cultures and in a lot of ways that women are still somewhat conditioned to feel like they, that's, that's on their list of things to accomplish. Hmm mainly because we cannot get away from the biology of if you want to have children right like we talk yeah you got to reverse engineer if i'm supposed to be having babies by safely by 30 to 35 as you well know right well i gotta i gotta have this relationship going first so it it kind of becomes this pressure to if you know you want to have children now if you don't if you know like that's not for you you get to you get to extend the warranty and keep looking. Right. But, um, but I think even now with that too, like 
there is kind of a shift in that regard as well as women are starting to focus more on their career and establishing themselves in a way and then thinking about marriage and kids, they are, you know, there are options, um, freezing their eggs, um, surrogacy, you know, like all, all these different options supporting women who are choosing to wait a little bit longer. And I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And adoption. Um, I mean, adopt. Oh, of know. course. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And so there yeah. are options. Yeah. For those who kind of want to quote unquote, have it all and be able to pace their lives and not, and not be pressured to have to get married. Right. In order to check off the box, to have a yeah. family. You know, right, so, exactly. so there's that. But again, it all comes back to, um, you know, knowing who you are, knowing what you want, and, and then eventually really showing up in a relationship really good about feeling really good about who you are. Right. So right? that the other person compliments you instead of completes you. You don't want to rely on anyone completing you. You want yeah. to be complete and whole on your own and find someone that complements that. Right. And you guys yeah. match well to like fit together, like, I guess, puzzle pieces. I don't know if that's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel, I feel like the, the one thing I, I really think is terrible is the, one that, is the one that says, I'm looking for the other half, my other mm-hmm. half. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, no, Mm-mm. we don't want a half. I no. want a whole, right. I'm a whole and you're a whole, <laughs> you know, two halves do not make a whole, two halves right. make a very dysfunctional relationship. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, so we're not looking that romantic idea of, oh, I just want to find my other half. No, 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 that's not what we're doing. We're, we're, we are, we are making sure that we're showing up as whole and complete as possible. And of course we're never fully baked and cooked, right? We're, we're still always in, in process of that as life changes, we have to ebb and flow and change with it. But right. we pretty much would say that we should come to the relationship with a really good idea of what we're seeking in a relationship what, what, what we're offering in a relationship, you know, what do I have to offer you? You know, how am I going to add value to your life? Not what are you going to do for me? Right. Um, and, and, and then really being able to have somebody to discuss all those things with openly and like, okay, so what is our life going to be about? What we know. And, and I love the idea when people are going to go into a lifelong relationship, whether it's marriage or life partnership, whatever, that they actually do meet with a marriage coach or, or, or a life coach or a therapist or a counselor or a mentor to, to discuss all the things that can come up in, in this type of partnership, because I didn't, I didn't really think it all the way through, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that everybody who gets married or enters into a commitment um, doesn't necessarily think that they need to know all those things in the beginning. Oh, I'll, I'll, you know, we'll deal with, we're in love. <laughs> we're so in love. Our love will, our love will solve all the problems. And, um, that's just, that would be lovely. That's a lovely idea, but it just doesn't seem to pan out in the end. Well, and also too, I'll take it a step further. That could even be considered an excuse to not deal with that. Cause that could be kind of you know, those could be difficult conversations, right? So we're just so in love. We don't need to talk about it. That could be an excuse to sort of push it off because it's not something that you want to do. It's not comfortable, Mm -hmm. you know? And then when things do start to fall apart, you wonder why. Yeah. And I think the person that is sort of putting their head in the sand a bit in terms of opening up and wanting to discuss those things prior to making the big leap forward. I think that's an indication of things to come in terms of how you may operate in the marriage or in the partnership. Right. Yeah. Because, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to ask that for fear of, I don't want to create problems. I don't want, it's coming from a, a place where I'd rather not know. <laughs> yeah. And that really never turns out to work out so well. No, I'd rather not know. Um, right. So, so let's, so let's talk about, um, I think one of the things that, that really, is important is aligned goals. So that's kind of what we're kind of talking about is that yeah. where we're going, we're, we're going on the same trip together to the same destination. Yes. And that's something that needs to be talked about, like within the first couple weeks of meeting someone, I mean, especially as you get older, 
Like mm-hmm. I remember with my husband, like that was when we first started dating, like I asked the difficult questions because I'm like, I don't have time to mess around. Right. <laughs> I want a family. I want kids and I'm 30, you know, and I know that people are having kids well into their forties now. And that's, you know, but still I didn't want to, I mean, wh- why continue on if you're not, if you, your goals don't align, if you don't want the same things, right? Oh, like, can you imagine you, investing yeah. two years in a relationship and then you're finally starting to get like, you know, to the point where you're like, oh, you know, yeah. So like, are we like, where are we going? You know, yeah. and he's like, well, I don't want to have any kids. Well, wait, wait, what? <laughs> and you're like, you're got all the names picked out for all six of them. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, exactly. It's so align, align goals. Um, yeah. If we do have kids, uh, you know, sometimes somebody says, well, I still want to work or no, I still want to stay home. And yeah. the other person may be like, well, wait, I, you know, so again, mm-hmm. the whole thing around kids, family structure, uh, you know, where we're going to live, um, you know, there's so much in terms of the foundation that needs to happen in order to launch a successful relationship. Those basic foundational things need to be discussed, religion um, or spirituality or family. <laughs> like what if somebody really isn't a fan of the other person's family and that family is always around. So how are we going to set boundaries together? So <laughs> right. So I mean, there's just, there's just like, there's probably a list of a hundred things that need to be discussed, you know, yeah. that, that could come up that people should be aware of and consider. So and I, again, let me just say one thing too. Yeah. If you're starting a new relationship with someone and you're feeling afraid or intimidated to have these conversations with that person, that is also a red flag. Huge. And if, when you do bring it up, they respond in a way that is uh, less than ideal, also a red flag. Mm-hmm. And those are things that you need to pay attention to. Do not ignore those things. <laughs> they are presenting for a reason. <laughs> do not do not turn around and ignore that because that right. that is so huge. And, and again, you have to again be very aware. Oh, I don't want to talk about that. Why? Right. Why don't I want to? Exactly. And that all, all the juices of, of that answer are going to reveal so much about yourself. Yeah. Again, self-awareness. Self-awareness. Keep coming yeah. back to that. <laughs> Always. So align goals. So align goals yeah. in family, align goals in, in how we're going to run our house, align goals of where we're going to live, align goals on family, friends, social, education, all the things in life that are coming forward. Hey, how do you feel about all these things, right? So really sitting down and having those deep conversations about that. Um, so once we kind of go, okay, you know what? We're kind of aligned. We're kind of headed in the same, we're, uh, we both want to go to Italy, not France. So, um, so, so now we know we're all going to Italy and let's you know, talk about communication. Continuing the communication. Continuing the communication. So we've established through communication our aligned goals. So now we're like, great, we have a list of goals and now, and then we have a list of our ideal goals, as I say, <laughs> ideal, and we're, we're all on board. And, but then we get to Italy and somebody wants to go to Venice <laughs> and somebody wants to go to the, to, to Positano. So Both. wait, 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 you know, so, so really it's about continued communication. And, and, and this is, I think the area where all relationships fall apart is that we don't have a flow or a structure or a routine or a um, process established for checking in on the regular. Because you know what happens? Life. Well, yeah, especially when you do, I know this is something that we could talk about separately, but especially when you do bring kids into the mix, that completely changes everything. And now that I'm on the other side of that, I can see how that completely changes everything. Yeah, we're going to get to the kids part because I think kids is one of the biggest, those kids ruin everything. They are so amazing, but they ruin everything. Um, (laughs) But but, um, on the communication and people not communicating well, why? Why is it so hard to sit together on a regular basis with this person we care and love about more than anybody else in the world about staying aligned, loving each other, showing up and and being for that other person, putting them first. Cause I always believe in the perfect relationships that we're both waking up 
and I'm thinking about you and you're thinking about me and what each other needs and how we're taking care of each other. And I, and I really think it's hard to have a failed relationship when we do wake up with the other person in mind first. Yeah, yeah. So if we show up in relationships and are, are very aware of how can I show up and, and stay very, very present with what you need from me and make sure that I'm not letting anything get in the way of that so that I'm not living in a selfish place in my relationship. And of course, that's not to say that your own needs aren't important and that you have to, to, to focus on your own needs. It's not, it's not this or that. It's this moment we stop caring about keeping present in our um, mind what the other person needs, I think is the beginning of the end of the relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I think um, you touched upon a couple of things there, not either or as in taking care of myself or taking care of my spouse. It does have to be both. And I think that a lot of times when we stop taking care of ourselves, then the other follows shortly after, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So it's kind of one of those things where you always have to be sure that you're putting your own oxygen mask on first, because mm -hmm. if you don't, then you aren't able to help the other person put theirs on. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't want anybody to, I want to go back to taking care of, okay, they're not our children, they're not our dependents, right. they're not our attachments. So I want to go back and define taking care of. Yeah, good idea. Okay, so hopefully we haven't uh, married somebody who we feel like we have to take care of. But what, what we do have to do is we have to, we have, you know, it, there's, there's, this is how I see uh, relationships. There's me, there's you, and there's us. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't have to take care of you. I always think of this as a Venn diagram, right? Mm -hmm. But I have to take care of the you that is in the middle that is us. Yeah. That's a great, that's, that's the part I got to pay attention to. Right. You know, you're taking care of you and, and what you're doing and things are important to you. I'm taking care of me, but we have this piece in the middle that's us. And we both have to be in the juices on that, in yeah. the sauce. The relationship. Water again, yeah. the relationship. Exactly. And that's what I, I mean by um, being present to the other person. Yeah. So, no, when you clarified that yeah. it's important. Um, so, yeah. So, so, you know, why do we think it's so hard to communicate? and have that be a really robust, healthy part of relationships? Well, I mean, again, I think it just goes back to when you're dealing with things in your own life that you're, well, not dealing with, you're, you're not dealing with that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So again, like when you stop um, paying attention to yourself and really um, nurturing your, the relationship that you have with yourself, I think shortly, it falls, comes shortly after that, really. Mm -hmm. um, then you stop almost, I don't know if caring is the right word, but yeah, we don't really need to talk about it. It's not a big deal, whatever. You yeah. Know? I, th I think what happens to us in life sometimes is, you know, we have so much bandwidth, right? And if we're using it up on all the other things in our life, we just get tired and we get, we just detach because, you know, we just are um, not able to give in all these different areas and and we tend to start taking the other person for granted and we start to um, lose sight of the aligned goals that we established and staying connected to those on on a regular basis and 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 before you know it years start to fly by right mm -hmm. and you just started to drift apart a little bit and you always think oh you know well you know you know oh this weekend or or, or we're gonna you know i'll 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 make sure I, we make each other a priority, you know, when we go on that little short trip, but right. it's really just about the little teeny small things during the day, you know, the little right. teeny drips of watering and nurturing and growing that relationship on the daily and finding the rituals that work for both of you to, to keep that alive and not allow that to die. And also recognizing maybe when you are struggling or you are falling away from those rituals that you have. And just sort of just a simple like identification and check in with that person. Hey, I'm starting to feel this coming on. 
let's get, let's just make sure that I don't know, let's do a check-in or let's do something. Let's go out to a dinner or let's go for an overnight or let's do something to kind of just reconnect and okay. work through this so that it doesn't become this big thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I would, I would, you know, even venture to say that something like, you know, a ritual of, you know, every Sunday morning we wake up and have our coffee together and we, and we take 20 minutes to go, Hey, how did that, how did last week go? How yeah. did I show up for you? How did you show up for me? What could we have done differently last week that would have made us both feel better? Unpacking it as you go. Right. Right. And it's like, okay, this week, okay, what do we got on the agenda this week? You know, and you can start to see the potential issues that might crop up and maybe be able to solve those problems before they even come up. You know, maybe one of the things is you both are stressed out with time and some, you know, somebody's got to go pick up the kids, but if someone's, it's difficult for both parties or, you know, because one's got this commitment, one's got that or whatever it is, but you could kind of see what could potentially come up in the week that could create some stress and maybe doing some problem solving um, or solution uh, creations before the week comes up to sort of circumvent that, right? So right. I, I think that, again, back to communication, consistent, open, solution focused, meaning not bitching, complaining focused, no solution judgment. focused, exactly, uh, conversation about how, how am I doing, how are you doing, how are we doing, how can we make it better? Okay, one, two, three, break, let's go for another, <laughs> right? I mean, that's just, that's. Well, yeah, I mean, your teammates. You are, and that's how it has to. You have your yeah. teammates. Yeah, you know, everything always comes back to sports for us, but it's true. Right. Yeah, it's just teammates, <laughs> and 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 to be teammates and to show up for each other as teammates. So I think I think if I was to say, you know, one takeaway for people is, I think that what they that most of us don't do is we let it drift too long, mm -hmm. and then we start to feel like, what can I? Well, it's been so long. Like, that's what I'm gonna do now. Yeah, a week. You what week to week coffee meetings going out having a glass of wine, every batch for our wine and our coffee, yep. having a moment together saying, Hey, how are we doing? Right. And I yeah. think that's really super healthy. So I, yeah. I would say that's a nice, nice reminder for people. If you don't have anything like that going on, um, it's never too late to create that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little, little check-ins. I like mm -hmm. that little weekly check-ins. And it's also good to, um, you know, plan if you do have kids, which I'm sure we'll get into in a minute, but planning for the week ahead. So-and-so's got this coming up. So-and-so's got this coming up just, you know, so that you're sort of like well-prepared ahead of time for what the week is going to bring. And then you can kind of help each other out that way too. So reflecting and planning, just checking in. Yeah. Super. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about those little kids, those little home wreckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. If yeah. somebody would have told me before I had kids that it was as hard as it was going to be, yeah, I would still have them. Cause I wouldn't believe. Well, it. I was going to say, somebody did tell me <laughs> her name is Kim <laughs> and I still had them. Uh, I, and I, it's funny because, you know, you, it's something that you think you can be prepared for and you can try and you can, you can mentally prep and all this stuff, but until there, you actually have them, you, it's just, yeah. you're just, I don't know. You're just unprepared as much you as are. you are, you're, you're not. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, uh, it's, that's the thing. They're you're, they're so they're amazing. Thank goodness they're so darn cute. Because mm -hmm. you just you're you're the love the, the love and the exhaustion, yeah. <laughs> especially in the early years. You know, um, oh, yeah. it's a it's a lot. And so I think one of the things that we have to really um, go into new parenting with is a lot of grace for ourselves. Oh, 100% on multiple levels. You know, including the one that there's no playbook for this. You don't prep for this in any way, except for firsthand experience. So you have to allow yourself the space to make mistakes and, you know, correct them as you go, because it's going to happen. Right. And it's like, I tell my athletes all the time, mistakes are how we learn and grow. So to go into parenting any other way, you know, like you can't go into parenting expecting perfection, a perfection doesn't exist, but also that's impossible. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So you have to allow yourself some grace, um, for, for that, for sure. Absolutely. Both, you know, dealing with the, the children, but also with each other. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest areas for me, and I can talk personally for me, and I, I didn't have start having children. I had my first one at 30 and my second one at 35. So I was, I was far down the line of being as independent career woman. Mm -hmm. 
And I was, I, I bought into the sauce of, I can have it all. Mm -hmm. I can do it all. You know, I can cook up the bacon and bring it home and raise the kids and da, da, da. I don't need sleep. This sleep's overrated. I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> and I just really, I really, Danielle, I really thought I could do it all. So did I. I mean, so I was my, 35 and 38. I still think I can do it all. I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in it. Um, well, let me tell you, it gets, it's, I think the thing I would, I really want to unpack about this is when I was, you know, had, I had my daughter and I was working all the time and I thought, okay. And then I was very lucky. I had the support of my parents. She was the first, um, uh, grand child so she was spoiled beyond and they were we lived right down the street so i had somebody who was able to pick up the slack while i was having it all right and but then you know what i realized it was like oh my god i had this child who i adore beyond measure and i just want to spend all this time with but i'm stuck in the matrix of I'm a career woman. I have to work. I have to achieve. I, I have my, all my self-worth and all my value was wrapped up in being a career woman because that's how I had self-identified for so long. And when you've been cooking for 30 years, you're pretty independent and you're pretty selfish. Mm. And I was really recognizing that in myself, like how selfless you have to become to a degree to be a parent. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't really willing to, to give into that and allow that and, and, and relax into the idea that, Hey, and that's what happened to me when I it was about, my daughter was about three years old and I'll never forget the day I was driving home. It was a beautiful fall day, kind of like this time of year. Exactly. It was a September and it was as if like this idea came down in, you know, into my brain from the universe that was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing right now? Mm -hmm. You're working 60, 70 hours a week. You see your daughter at eight o'clock at night and you keep her up until 11 so you can play with her. You get no sleep whatsoever. After she goes to bed, you just continue to work. You didn't have this beautiful child to not be present in mm -hmm. everything that they're doing. Yeah. And I drove back to the office the next day and resigned. It was the best decision I ever made for being a parent, mm -hmm. a very difficult decision to make because leaving a workforce as a woman for, well, I left for 13 years is a difficult thing. Yeah. But I had to sit there and go, what's more important at the end of the day that I had a career or that I was a badass mom. <laughs> mm -hmm. And when you put for me, oh my God, I'm going to lose the opportunity to be a badass mom, but I can always get the opportunity to back some way, somehow to reinvent myself in a career. Well, that's just the thing. Like they're only children for a short period of time, you know, the blink of an eye really. I mean, I feel like my son was just born yesterday. He's three now. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, like you'll never get that time back, but you can always go back to work later if you wanted to. And, mm -hmm. and if I was to have lived in resentment or loss or regret or yearning to be back out there in the workplace and not be a mom, mm -hmm. I would have missed the entire mm -hmm. gift of parenthood. Yeah. So yeah. when I let, when I relapse and I, and again, it's like, it's, it's having grace and saying, Hey, I can have it all. I just can't have it all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pour myself into being a badass mom, right. which is what I did. Right. Yeah. So for, so for those who are engaging that you've really just got to understand that you will be unhappy if you are trying to do it all at the same time, because and, and I know a lot of people will push back on this, but it's, unless you just don't sleep, I don't know how you can do all the things you can do a little bit of everything half-assed. Yeah. You can, you can drop into every bucket half-assed. Yeah. You're going to be tired. 
nothing's going to be great. And at the end of the day, I think you'll look back and go, mm, mm, I don't know if that was the best decision. Right. Yeah. And that's so, a, a lot of times my husband and I at the end of the night, you know, after we've been, you know, working all day and, you know, he works from home and I work with the kids, <laughs> you know, I'm with the kids and I also have my business and that sort of thing, which I'm incredibly grateful for because I get to make my own schedule and I wrap that around when they're sleeping or otherwise occupied. Um, but at the end of the day, when we barely have any time to eat dinner and spend some time together, and then we're going to sleep. It's like, we just keep reminding each other. It's a phase. It's a very short temporary phase. And we're going to look back on this someday and miss it. So mm -hmm. let's enjoy it while it's here. And you have, and you have the benefit of being really close to your family and you always have, yeah. you do always have people around. I mean, what about people that don't have anybody around to just get that little break once in a while or, right. or get a breather or go out? Cause that's so important too, to, and it is, I always say it's very, it's a very selfless career to be a parent, mm -hmm. but we can't, we also can't sacrifice losing ourselves in parenthood, mm -hmm. not taking like, you know, we have to stay doing the things that are important to us. We have to still see friends. We have to still if, if exercise and health and wellness and and um, small little trips and whatever are important to us. We still have to figure out a way to do some of the things that are important to us. Um, otherwise, we will ha have some resentment. We won't feel totally fulfilled. And the other thing that really gets in the way of relationships is that the expectation of how we're going to parent together yes if we are not aligned in how this is going to work somebody's not going to be happy right so <laughs> that's a really important um piece to make sure that you well you know what how is this going to work exactly and if you like and everybody has to figure it out on their own but it has to be talked about um because you're even even though even though you know they they say kids sleep a couple hours a day mine didn't but <laughs> um but like when that happens like for the person staying home taking the kids that's like well we'll just be traditional if it's a woman but it could be a, it could be a man too the wife could be out working and the man's taking care of his husband. that's when we're running around cleaning that all the toys up and doing the laundry and doing the dishes and you know all those things it's not like you know, it's not like me time. You know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so it's, you're like a constant object in motion. And that can get really exhausting if you don't feel like you've got a partner who's with you and helping you in that. Mm -hmm. So I think those things are marriage crushers. Oh, yeah. Partnership crushers. If you don't clearly define how this flow is going to work. So everybody gets a little bit of a break. What and even if, are we doing together? Yeah. Even if you don't understand what those are ahead of time, as soon as they start to present themselves, a conversation needs to be had because if you miss that opportunity, that resentment just starts to build and build and build. And then, like you said, marriage crusher, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, because there's a lot of things that you can't really prepare for <laughs> before they come, like where you might need help or what the schedule, quote unquote, is going to look like and, and that sort of thing. And um, if you are unwilling to sort of um, learn as you go together, together, yeah, it's going to be really, really challenging. Like right now, um, my husband makes all the meals. He makes all the meals. If he didn't make the meals, I wouldn't eat. <laughs> you know, oh, wait, there's always goldfish. Well, yeah, I, yeah, my three-year-old <laughs> snacks. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, but you know what I mean, and that, that's just something that he just started doing. I don't even actually remember having to ask him to do it. Maybe I did, or maybe it's just something he picked up from when we had our son, and now our daughter's here, and now that there's two, it's just double the crazy. But yeah, like he just he does that. He That's makes, so awesome. He makes the food again, especially because he's home now with, you know, all this COVID stuff. So he makes lunch and he makes dinner and like, he doesn't make breakfast and I don't eat breakfast. Right. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, well, like I'll have you a can't shake. You can't have everything, Danielle. You can't. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> but Open up a jar of baby food. <laughs> but that's just a perfect example of like sort of dividing and conquering, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm taking care of the kids and, um, you know, making sure they're fed and stuff like that. Or, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we'll switch, like he'll do that and then I'll make dinner. Although I'm not a huge fan of making dinner. So, <laughs> so he, he does that. I think that's maybe our- because you weren't a big fan of making dinners, he wasn't really eating well. So he thought, if I want to eat well, I'm going to have there you to go. I'm exactly. Very intuitive. He's a smart man. Yeah, very smart man. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And I think that one of the things that's really important too is it's the spirit in which you show up, the attitude and spirit of which you show up in terms of trying to strike um, a solution to problems. Because it's very easy when we, with kids, that we are tired and we are frustrated and we're exhausted and we're not. we're very snappy, very, yeah. we can be very, very snappy. <laughs> and when we're snappy, we're not really, it's not fair to the other person. Right. Right. And it's not an excuse. It's a reason, but mm-hmm. it's not an excuse. So how we show up is going to be really important to how a solution happens, because we don't need to put the other person on the defensive. They're learning too. Right. 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 So it's just, Hey, okay, wow, this was a hard day. Let me, let me share kind of what was happening. Um, let's, let's, let's talk about, you know, how this could be better. And, and I want to hear all about your day too, because maybe they had a crap day too with something mm-hmm. if they're out in the, you know, the work area. So it's not just about you. It's about, okay, how was your day? Let me tell you about my day. Um, I could use a little help in these areas. Like, you know, what do you think you could help me do one of these things or whatever? It's however you guys operate, but it's in the spirit of, of us, we, not I'm miserable and I'm going to blame you type of an ad energy. And I think that's where a lot of relationships get crushed too, is that there's this, this frustration and anger energy and no, who wants to deal with that? Right. Nobody. Right. You know, who? Do, I can't remember the last time somebody came at me like that. And I like, well, let me help out. Like, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah exactly. You know, so it's, you know, you get more, you get more, um, with being kind to people and, and uh, showing up in a, in a nicer way. So I think that's, it's hard to do sometimes. I know I, geez, I was snappy a lot. Um, but um, it's really important to, to, to pay, pay attention to how you show up. So um, kids, yeah. So the best thing in the world ever. And, but one of the biggest challenges that you will face and um, grace, realistic expectations, teamwork, clear communication and just look for all the fun and the enjoyment and the miracle that is in these little faces right absolutely you know appreciate time is going to pass really quickly (laughs) and if we we get focused on the other stuff it's we're just gonna miss it right you know so stay focused on that stuff um so what about things that are very repetitive, Like you're always fighting about the same things. They're not getting resolved. There's always the same complaints. There's always the same words being thrown or, or, um, you know, passive aggressive behaviors or like, and it's just on repeat. It's not where we're not getting anywhere. I think that's something where people start to get angry or they just, they just stop trying. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that might be a good time. Well, maybe before this happens, but to, to see someone to call in some reinforcements, right. Mm-hmm. In the form of a therapist or counselor or whatever, mm-hmm. um, to help sort of help figure out what's going on, mediate the situation if necessary, help navigate it, um, and kind of get you back to where you once were, or, sadly help you identify that you can't get back and Mm -hmm. maybe it's time to move in different directions. Mm -hmm. And I, and I would highly recommend um, not waiting till something becomes cemented almost like where you feel like it's just not changeable because this is what happens when we let things go too long. We stop caring. Mm -hmm. We stop caring. Yeah. We learn how to, we learn how to retreat and figure it out ourselves and we go through all the stages, but at, but at the end of the day, the end of that road is you just don't care anymore. And that's right. again, the end of 
it's hard to get back from that. It's hard to get back. So yeah. when, when those moments creep up, and I always say when there's any resistance, any unhappiness, any frustration, stop, yeah. stop, talk about it. You know, we got, we got to pull the weeds on the road as we, as we see them, you know, not let them become, you know, over our heads. Mm -hmm. um, and so really paying attention to that because one small little thing along the road, one little weed is not that big of a deal, right? It's like, Hey, there's, you know, let's, let's figure this out and keep going. And I think that's one of the biggest things is, is that we just let things go too long and Hey, it's okay to, to get help and, and have somebody take a look at this objectively because maybe they, you know, they see some things that you guys just don't see and they can mm -hmm. help the, Oh, and help you identify. Oh, yeah, I am showing up like that. I am showing up snappy, but that's because X, Y, Z. Well, and he comes home and goes, well, the way I respond is because you snapped at me. Like it's so, I mean, it, solving the problem, taking a look at the big picture, like you said, and getting some clarity on it. And then just, it's, it's, it's not that hard to make some adjustments. It's just it, really isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be open and willing to open and willing because, and I would hope that most people, if they're getting them as they're creeping up, we're not ever going to get to the place where we don't care anymore. Right. We're always staying in the soup of us and yeah. pouring into us and solving what we need to do for us because us is so very important. And the more we get away from, from being present with the us every day, that little Venn diagram of us is going to shrink and shrink and shrink until it really separates into there's you and there's me and mm -hmm. there's no in between yeah that's such a good analogy the venn diagram i love that it's... i always think of life in venn diagrams and sports yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah so you know so that the key takeaway there is don't let things go don't let things yeah. go down the line where you where you would dangerously start going into the areas where you don't care yeah so if you can identify repetitive negative vibrations um in your relationship i don't care where you are right now stop stop and and pay attention to them and don't yeah. let it go any don't let it go anymore yeah it's just like when we talk about suppressing you know any kind of emotion you can't do that because mm -hmm. it eventually comes back like a tidal wave and just mm -hmm. completely wrecks everything in its path it's the same thing when you're dealing with or talking about a relationship too the more mm -hmm. you suppress it push it away try to ignore it it just, it, it eventually comes back with a vengeance. Mm -hmm. And and we're talking about things right now, which are, are, are part and parcel, normal everyday things that happen with people who are um, in healthy relationships in general, normal healthy relationships, learning the yin and the yang, how to do the flow, how to yeah. uh, communicate correctly, how to care for each other and care for yourself. We're talking about normal stuff that we have to learn in relationships. But what about when something major happens like a loss of a job and huge financial issues or major health issues or um, you know deaths in families or terrible things happen in life to people? Yeah, I think, you know, I, and you talked about relating everything back to sports and I relate everything back to the work I do with athletes. And I, you know, I always tell them the skills that I'm teaching you practice them on a regular basis because you're ultimately preparing yourself for the big game. You don't want to wait till the night before the big game to start doing this stuff because it's just not going to be, it's just not going to happen for you the next day. Right. And I think it's kind of the same thing here. If you're constantly practicing in, in practicing. I mean, you know, we talked about doing those weekly check-ins and just making sure that we're on the same page and we're um, checking in with ourselves and with each other. And if there's something off, we're working through it together. We're fixing it, solving the problem, right? The, like you said, pulling the weeds as we go. I think if you're constantly doing that, that in and of itself is prep for if heaven forbid, or when a, a huge life-changing event occurs because mm -hmm. I feel like those types of things are inevitable. There's no way around them, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so if you're constantly preparing in the form of putting in the work day in and day out, those little teeny things, they, they yield big results. And, you know, and the big result in this case would be being able to not grow apart when that happens, but to really come together and be the strongest you've ever been because mm -hmm. you've been doing all of these things mm -hmm. leading up to that. 
Does that yes, it, it, yes, absolutely. It's more like, okay, what are we going to do? What, what right. it's on the agenda. Yeah. It's like your, 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 your marriage. I know this doesn't sound very romantic, but your marriage, your partnership is a business. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a business. And that doesn't mean, mean to make it sound very, um, uh, <laughs> clinical or sterile. That's not it at all, but a business is lots of moving parts, lots of different things, things, you know, problems and solutions, uh, opportunities for growth, you know, uh, learning how to tweak some things. It's the business of creating a unified, beautiful life together. And, mm-hmm. and you can't ignore the business. So yeah. if we are aligned in the business goals, we're, we're talking all the time, we are partners running this mm-hmm. business. Um, and that's the spirit we're showing up. And then, then you're showing up in the, we got this, right? We got this. Yep. It's going to be hard but we've got this. And when you've got one person to get through stuff with, that's all you really need is you got to have that one person because the hardest thing in life is feeling like you are alone. Right. In anything that's, that's difficult or alone period. Yeah. It's just a very difficult space to live in. So super important that if you're really going through some really difficult times to um, in, 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 in a marriage or in a partnership um, that we are. Yeah. Putting in the work every day. Yep, putting day. in the work every day and then by work it's not it doesn't have to be big giant things mm-hmm. it's just those little things each and every right. day that you're doing that you know are contributing to what will eventually be lifelong success mm-hmm. in your quote-unquote business absolutely and, and then I'm going to circle back around to one more thing that I actually didn't even have on my little short list today because just I mean like this list can go on and on and on but I want to come back to love languages when we are showing up for other person we want to make sure that we are we are loving them and supporting them and respecting them in the way that they feel love right yep. and and vice versa so right. we want to make sure that the 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 way that i feel love and the way that you feel love that we are operating in those languages that they feel that in and that's a that's a really important uh uh piece of that which may so, not be the same as you Right. Right. Identifying that, okay, the way that this person feels loved isn't the same that I, you know, the the methods or whatever it is. It's not the same Mm -hmm. way that I do, but I'm going to adjust Mm -hmm. so that I can make sure that I'm providing that for them just as hopefully they will do the same for you. Yeah. And I I think maybe we'll launch into maybe that's something we could talk a little more about in a future episode is really digging into the love languages. So, so today, healthy relationships, what are we pouring? We're pouring in making them a priority. We're pouring in great communication. We're pouring in staying in the line goals, spirit of compromise, um, dealing with things as they crop up, um, making sure that we're bringing our healthy selves to relationships and always doing the work ourselves and giving ourselves grace when it's not going well, but staying present every day, every moment and watering on the things that are important. Absolutely. Yeah. Nailed it. There we go. beautiful souls. We're so grateful that you were with us again today and we hope that you enjoyed that episode. We truly encourage you to go out today and start watering more and pouring more into relationships. I promise you it will be worth it. And if you love what you're listening to with us, we would just be so amazingly grateful if you could go and like us and rate us and share us and all those things you do with podcasts with your friends and um, help us build our little community. Have a beautiful day. Bye.